Hey guys, this is Alex. This is What Mean. It's been a long time since I've done this, about two months. Still a little hiatus, but I'm back with FD and Will. Hey guys, how's it going? How's it going, guys? And we are here today to talk about two things. We're going to talk about The Mandalorian and also Watchmen towards the end. Um, I think we'd probably lead with Mandalorian since you guys obviously have finished that <laughs> and the other one, you know, yeah. Watchmen. One of you has seen most of it. I've seen all of it, but like, I know, Will, you haven't seen it yet. So Yeah, um, if somebody out there wants to lend me their uh, HBO Max subscription, I got you, you know, bro. just drop a comment. And, uh, <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. I'll catch up. Yeah. But um, I figured we'd just jump into The Mandalorian. Um, what were your guys' initial thoughts? Like, I, I guess we'll just go into before it came out. Like, what did you guys think? Like, did you think it was going to be good before you actually saw it? Like, or, like, what were your initial thoughts? Yeah, I mean, so for me, I think when you think about Star Wars now um, and where Disney has taken it, so with The Force Awakens, um, I'll be honest, like, it wasn't really my thing for me. Uh, this whole new franchise that they've done because I feel like they haven't really mm-hmm. had a plan, or like a story in place or anything. And so hearing that they're doing this series about this bounty hunter, which I get that everybody hypes up all these bounty hunters and things like that, but like if you've seen, you know, Empire and stuff like that, like they really don't do anything so far that we've right. seen. Yeah. Yeah. And so I was just like kind of meh. I was like, oh, John Favreau, okay. Well, you know, I like him. I like, I like the Jungle Book. I like Iron Man. Mm-hmm. And How about Lion King, though? Hakuna <laughs> uh, <laughs> Matata. But, uh, but, um, but, yeah, so, and plus, you got to realize, too, this was like the first, uh, you know, new series that was announced for Disney+. Plus. So it had a lot to file, prove. You know? And they were, and I know they were talking about, oh, well, it's going to have like a film budget, you know, and like hearing that, I didn't believe that because, you know, seeing all these series that people make, it's like, oh, sure, well, this stuff looks cool, but they sacrifice somewhere in the budget for sure on some right. CG, mm-hmm. right? But, but was I wrong? But um, <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll let up the talk. Uh, when I first heard about it, I was like, a live action Star Wars series, this is interesting because uh, it hasn't been done like, on TV before, and when I and I was like, okay, this is about a bounty hunter, so we're getting back to that grimy, dirty, nasty Star Wars, you know, that gangster shit. Because <laughs> uh, uh, like golden they, bikini. Because they were doing some uh, gangster shit in that, but um, but then when I uh, like I, I had high hopes because John Favreau's uh, attached. I'm, I haven't seen any of like the animated shows, so I didn't know if uh. Dave Filoni? Yeah, Filoni. Yeah, I, I didn't know how his writing uh, was going to be, or I haven't really heard of Deborah Cho before. But I, I, I kept an open mind the whole time because I love Star Wars lore. It's right. been like that since I was a little and, kid. And that's part of it, I think, is even the parts of Star Wars that we haven't liked or people out there haven't liked, there's just something about that world, that universe, that people keep coming back to. It's like an event. Yeah. Like, that's the thing. Because at some point or another, anybody who has grown up and seen those movies or had a lightsaber or oh, played yeah. one of the games, at some point, you have all felt like that kid on Tatooine staring up at the two sons. Oh, wow. Yeah. yeah. And, like, that's the whole thing. Like, I think we've all had, like, our own thing. Like, I kind of knew Dave Filoni from, like, Clone Wars. Like, I did watch the first season. And I liked it. I just kind of fell off after a while. And sure. um, I've recently started picking it back up, actually, wa- after watching The Mandalorian. And I know, like, his, like, 
I kind of liked it because most of the episodes um, weren't like it, it wasn't it kind of was like a serialized story, but also mm-hmm. most of them were like episodic to where you didn't necessarily have to watch one episode to get what was going on in the other one. Like it was kind of self-contained, but mm-hmm. still with like a running like through plot, which I think is kind of unique. Like I think a lot of shows now you basically can't just jump in. Like if it's 10 episodes, you can't jump in on like the third episode. You're going to be really confused. Yeah. And I think it's kind of unique that like, you know, it's almost like watching like a short, like a short film. Like each one is its own little short mm-hmm. film. It's that, Set in unlike an episode, basically, and like you said, the budget's amazing. Like these could almost be released in like movie theaters, and you wouldn't like, like look at it like be like this. Like the effects are weird or whatever. I think you could put this up on a big screen, and the effects would still hold up, which is saying a lot. For the most part, yeah. There were some weak spots here or there that I kind of like. Well, you know, like yeah. they had to put the budget in certain areas, and then certain. You know, that's yeah. even you. You can see that in movies though too. Yeah. 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 But, For um, sure, and like, I don't even know what I was gonna say. <laughs> I, just, yeah. I, I guess what it really comes down to for me is, you know, being a huge Star Wars fan, it was nice to see something come out content-wise that wasn't just, oh, the Force it's, or the yeah, Skywalkers. It, it flows through all of us. But they, they like, couldn't. They, but they couldn't stay away from that long enough. Yeah. Not spoiling anything. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm just glad that this wasn't about the Skywalkers again. Like, I like the Skywalkers, oh, yeah, yeah. but it's like, it's almost like nine films about it. It's, it's like, like, okay, we, we get it. it. Yeah. yeah, we got it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Finally got to see a bounty hunter do something. Oh, I mean, just stand. Even like, in the first episode, like, yeah, like, he's tearing people apart. He like, was not playing, man. He came yeah. to play. He is awesome. <laughs> like, Literally awesome. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think that's one of the best Star Wars characters that we've gotten as of late. Right. And, like, I was, um, like, when it first got announced, like, I think, like, a lot of people, you see the armor or whatever, it's like, oh, it's like Boba Fett or whatever, but mm-hmm. it wasn't, and I was kind of, at first I was disappointed, and then I, like, discovered the character through the show, and I'm like, no, like, it had to be its own original thing, it couldn't be a pre-established thing, otherwise mm-hmm. the story wouldn't have worked. And that's what makes it work. Yeah, exactly. Think about this, they took a character that prior to, you know, the, the final episode, we had not seen their face. We don't know anything about them like that, right? And they made us care about them without even having to see their face. Oh, for sure. And they also made him very human. Uh, even though we know it was a human under, you know, the the outfit. But there was never a time where he was so badass that he, uh, you know, he could do anything. Like, he actually got thrown around. He got oh, yeah. hurt. Uh, mm-hmm. I-, I was really surprised to see a protagonist uh be treated the way he did right and like i think a big problem even with the newer movies they've come out with is like people complain about ray or whatever it's like how is she so good all this stuff and you see this dude he just goes out he gets beaten up he Mm -hmm. doesn't know everything even though he is really skilled that doesn't mean Mm -hmm. like he's automatically just good at everything that he's gonna go through like he you see him grow throughout the series because he's a he's a real person Mm -hmm. my problem with star wars and uh as a whole is that a lot of the characters don't seem like real people to me uh, Han Solo is the perfect example. He is a real person. He reacts the way we would if we were in that situation. I know it's like, uh, like, uh, like extraordinary. Like we would never like face anything like that. But he was the only one that wasn't doing this operatic uh, acting. Like it didn't feel like a play with him. And that's why in all these movies now they try to you know 
bring out that type of character again right. because they're but like, it, oh, this is a formula that works. But it's not working. They screwed Finn over, man. It's not working, man. Like, um, that was one of the things, though, too, is Harrison Ford is actually responsible for most of that. It's true, yeah. there's a lot of dialogue in those original scripts that probably would have been much more prequel-like in terms of the writing. But like he said... He would just flip through. He'd be like, "Real people don't talk like this." I'm not like, saying this. Yeah, I'm not saying he that. Just, he he gets it. He's a yeah. he's a great actor. He knows how you know a person would break down in a situation, what they would say, what they would mm-hmm. do. So I, I uh, applaud him for that. But in like film school, like that would be like they'd say, "Oh, like that's like you're in for like the mm-hmm. audience, basically." You see all this fantastical stuff, especially in the first movie they did, and you don't know what's going on. You have this guy. It's like oh, it's okay, I don't know everything. He's kind of on the same page with me. Like, he doesn't really yeah. believe all this stuff, so mm-hmm. it helps ground it. Someone for you to see the journey through your eyes with. And they did a great job mm-hmm. with Mando himself. Yes. With that. Absolutely. How about the, the Baby Yoda? Baby okay. Yoda memes? That, okay, first off. <laughs> the baby, greatest meme of 2019. Baby Chicken Yoda uh, uh, t- took me by surprise. Mm-hmm. I think took everybody by surprise because we, we didn't see yeah the child yeah. or the asset. Yeah. We, we didn't see that coming because it was nothing, none of the promo. We mm-hmm. didn't even know what the show was going to be about. And, and see, like usually like people on Reddit or Twitter or somewhere will like yeah. leak something out beforehand about things. I did not see anything about that or know anything about that until I watched the episode. And right. I was like, Whoa. And I got to say that, that, uh, that, that kid grew on me. Yeah. This is the way. It's some of the best moments of the show. I love some of the moments with, um, Apollo Creed when he's talking about, it's like, have that kid do that magical, like healing thing. Dude, with his that's hand the thing. Or whatever. Dude, the supporting cast surprised me yes. because they show up few and far between because they all have, have their little moments, but they're all great. Carl Weathers in particular. He's is amazing. Incredible. Yes, he's Dude, awesome. Nick Nolte. Mm-hmm. Oh, what's great? I didn't even cool. know that was him, but like I love that character. Mm-hmm. I fell for him. A I lot. have spoken. I have spoken. Yeah. <laughs> and he was so great. And what really surprised me because I've only seen her in like little bits and pieces of things here and there, uh, like Fast and Furious mm-hmm. Six. It was Gina Carano. Oh yeah. Um, especially in the final episode. Oh yeah. She actually had to like act, and she was such a badass on screen. And it was all natural too. Mm-hmm. Right. Like they didn't. They didn't. They didn't make it a, like a political statement. They just did it, and that's the way it's supposed to be, man. Yes. Just, just do it. Yeah. And that came from Disney. Yeah. Yeah. And so you know, we know they can do better than what yeah, they've been yes. us without pandering, like just yeah. doing things. Mm-hmm. Do you think maybe they had more freedom since it was like a streaming series instead of like a movie? Do you think more people's eyes are on the movies versus like a series? I mean, I, I would say absolutely. I mean, that's the big money comes from the movie franchises. Yeah, like, oh, that's what brings people in. Yeah, yeah, that's what brings people in. But if you're really a fan of the lore and and stuff like that, that's what where you branch out to watch shows like this. And when you do that, I think that allows companies to have a little more freedom because they're right. like, oh, well, I can do this because these people know what's happening. I they think know if what's it going wasn't on. John Favreau, I think maybe there might have been more eyes on it probably. I think that he has like a track record with Disney, so he was probably maybe allowed more freedom versus if it had been yeah. someone else like show running the whole thing. Yeah. I mean, say what you want about The Lion King, but it made a lot of money for them. Yeah, it did. And it, uh, it's a huge techni- uh, technological advancement in film. Yeah. And like, I mean, you've we've seen before what he's done with you know Iron Man, which right. is mm-hmm. started <laughs> one of the greatest, if not the greatest, film franchise of all time, especially yeah. as far as money goes and yeah. being able to do everything. 
plus the Jungle Book and the technical achievement that was at that, the time. That was amazing. Like I was, I was wow. I'm surprised. I, I'm so surprised that how many people still haven't seen the live action Jungle Book. Yeah. Oh man. Like, yeah, it's you, underrated. You seen yeah, the Mowgli incredible. one? The one oh, that, that was on that we don't talk about. Oh, that. Okay, that one was bad. I <laughs> never saw it. <laughs> That's not. I've spoken. Way. We don't go down that road. <laughs> yeah, because yeah. I, I had doubts about it when it went to Netflix after so long mm-hmm. of you know yeah. being yeah whatever. Anyway, um, I was really one of the things that disappointed me is I felt like bringing in an actress that has the caliber of Ming Na Wen, having her in there for only like a, a scene or two, really. Yeah, that was a waste. I was, was like, cause she's so talented again? with her action. She um, he, she was that badass. Uh, I guess she was an assassin. Yeah. And uh, what episode? Was she it? was the one. Remember how they had the the newer bounty hunter who was trying to join the guild, and he had to capture her. Right. And they right. were out in the desert. Yeah. Yeah. And then he ended up killing her. But like, she's so talented. Like, she's you know a huge TV star from Agents of Shield. She, she was good. Was I the, like. She was the voice of Mulan. Mm-hmm. And, she does a lot of action stuff that I feel like they could have utilized a little bit more. I was kind of surprised. I mm-hmm. thought they were going to kind of do more with her character. And then when they didn't, I was yeah. just like, oh, okay. Like, mm-hmm. you know. And I feel like some of the episodes fell off. But what I loved was that they didn't follow necessarily a, a story the entire series that you had to follow. Like episodic. Whereas, yeah. Well, because some shows... It doesn't work if you don't follow a story like this way the whole way through and every episode builds on one Stranger another. Stranger Things season two. Yeah. Well, well, some shows don't work that way, but this show worked, I feel like, having each thing be its own contained thing. Right. Like a short film for me. Well, personally for me, uh, this, I, get, I don't want to call it filler, but the episodes where it wasn't really plot heavy kind of annoyed me because we have eight episodes of a show that we've been wanting to see. Do you and think it should have been shorter then? I think the episodes either could have been longer or they could have added a couple of extra episodes to, you know, really balance everything out because right. I feel like there was more not happening than there was happening at, at, at some times. I mean, I feel like there's four really good episodes and four okay to uh, unfavorable episodes for me personally. I didn't like the episode with Bill Burr. I didn't either. I really didn't care for that episode, and I, I like a lot of his stand-up and things. I, I enjoy it, but, like... Uh, they were overacting in that yeah. episode. I just thought yeah, that, that whole episode was kind of... It was like a discount Guardians of the Galaxy. Yeah. <laughs> and then uh, It's like you take Suicide Squad and Guardians of the Galaxy and just try to make the same thing happen. Uh, yeah. And then having Detective Flash be, like, in there and everything was kind of like, I don't know, like, that, I do agree with you, it was kind of weak. Mm-hmm. And then the episode where um, Mandalorian has to teach the uh, that village how to fight and protect themselves, what, what was that? That was, like, a ripoff of, like, an old Western. I think a lot of this stuff is, like, Western influence. Bryce Dallas Howard directed that episode, if I'm correct. I mean, she's talented, yeah. but... I didn't like that episode. Um, That's the general consensus. I think I've yeah. seen like things where people like you know kind of fall off with that one. Like mm-hmm. I, I don't know when I watched it, I'm just like it was still early off in the, like in the series. I hadn't seen the better episodes right. like after that, so I didn't really have anything to compare it to. So I was like, oh, this episode was okay. I do got to say they saved the best for uh, those last two episodes. Oh yeah, were awesome. Got Gus Fring as a. Uh, oh, <laughs> that's what I want to talk about. Can. I can't believe the way that they introduced this villain. So they set up the entire series think having you think that, you know, Werner Herzog's character is gonna be this this villain, you know, and he's after the asset, the child and all this stuff. He was great, dude. And I, then I really then liked Gus Fring comes in and, Clint, and like 
He was in. Um, he's been getting a lot of work. Uh, last, I guess, last mm-hmm. year at this point, like he's he was so in the talented. boys as oh, yeah. well as like the big bad in that yeah. too. His uh, his name is John Carlo Esposito, and mm-hmm. he he um, dude, he 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 made that show very serious. Like he was he he was not playing um with any of them. Like he meant business every scene he was in. He even made a joke about them. He's like, oh no, you could trust me, but. I'm, uh, you could either trust me that or not trust awesome. me, but I'm still going to kill you. I, 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 I can't deliver The writing in that episode was awesome. I didn't check yeah. beforehand to see who wrote that one exactly, but mm-hmm. and that, then, his speech was like, it was moving. And I was afraid of stormtroopers for once. Oh, yeah. Like, did you like that scene where they were trying to shoot at yes. something, too? Yes. That was great. Yes. That was really refreshing. I know there's a lot of people on the internet hating on Jason Sudeikis and stuff for that but man but that was a human moment though because they're they are like people you know they're soldiers i laughed when baby yoda got punched (laughs) (laughs) and that little noise he made (laughs) (laughs) i'm i'm really wondering though like with like the baby yoda thing like i'm wondering like what the deal is with him and i don't Mm -hmm. know if that's going to be something they gradually reveal if they just leave it mysterious like i don't really know well they've talked about going further into the origin story of uh, the child going into season two. Um, but I mean, I, I don't know what, what are y'all's theories with that? I think he had like, I guess that's that species. I don't know. Like they don't have a name for it, but he, I think they're really protective of Mandalorian. Like the people that are in that creed. Hmm. Um, cause every time something would happen to Mando, he would like retaliate. Hmm. Like when he choked Gina Carano right. and, uh, just any, any, any time something happened, he'd try to heal him and, which he did do successfully. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've done a lot of research actually yeah. on the, the the race or whatever. I know they don't have a name for them. Um, that race and Maz Kanata, uh, her race, are two that like don't actually have a name, but their people are known uh, for being really, really strong in the force. Mm-hmm. And, and I guess like a high midichlorian count. I hate they didn't do Sorry, I had to reference midichlorians in here at least once. Love you, George. Um, but... Uh, <laughs> I actually know what the whole thing with the midichlorians is, though. Yeah, like me it, too. It's, it's like, it's just, it's not saying that only they can have force sensitivity. It's just more like they have more likelihood of being really strong in the force yeah. because of those things. So uh, for me, I think basically what was going on there is I think that remnants of the Empire were basically trying to track down all the force sensitives and things like that and get rid of them. I don't think there's that anything in particular that's special about. That one, other than the fact that he's adorable. But, um, <laughs> like, I, I just think that they're trying to, you know, track down Force sensitives and kill them and things right. like that and prevent yeah. the rebirth of a Jedi Order or things yeah. like that. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. But, uh, yeah, like, I liked it. I hope that the next season doesn't get bogged down with just the whole origin thing of that character. Like, that that was interesting, but I'm just like, mm-hmm. I hope that they do not just have, like, oh, we got to find out what the origin is of this character. Because it ends up being, if it ends up being lame, then I'm going to be really disappointed yeah. or if that's the whole focus. If they're then. like, oh, it's Yoda who was reborn through the Force and stuff like that, which doesn't make sense because mm-hmm. of the timeline. Be about as bad as the Emperor yeah. coming back. Oh, I do want to make a point uh, before we wrap up on... Uh, the season one, uh, something happened that I called from uh, from a moment that happened earlier on in the season where he saw the uh, the other guy with the jetpack. He's like, "I got to get one of those." <laughs> <laughs> I knew he was gonna get one, and when he got it, that was badass. Uh, I, I love when so they bad. do stuff like that in movies. It's always funny. That's like a really common joke. Uh, last one I remember was like Batman Begins when uh, Gordon was driving the, the yeah yeah. Like, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I mean. 
And plus, it's obviously not Yoda or anything like that, because if you think about the timeline, I think in Return of the Jedi... It's after, right? Yeah. It's set five or six years after. Anakin would have been, like, 45 in Return of the Jedi. Right. According to canon, so really, it seems like Baby Yoda and Anakin were actually born during the same year. He was 45? Yeah, 45 or 46. His human version looked really rough then, like the Force Ghost version, like non-lava or whatever. Not hating Christensen, but, you know, the original dude. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, it looked like more like 50-something or something like that. That's the timeline, though. Like I, feel I mean, like... all those years under that mask. Yeah. But, like, the other one was, like, the heel yeah, you version. You know, being be, be scorched by lava. Yeah. I don't know. That's something to you, man. So, he definitely didn't have the high ground there, so. Yeah. So, is that... Did we cover everything? I think so. You want to go into Watchmen next? I mean, I'm... I'm, I'm I mean, I know, oh, like, One cool seen, little yeah. Easter egg, though, is... Oh, okay. uh, so, for those of you out there listening, um, I strongly suggest going online on uh, Disney Plus or wherever and watching uh, Rebels and the Clone Wars because uh, at the end of the final episode, you'll see what's known as the Dark Saber, which uh, uh, Giancarlo Esposito's character had. Mm-hmm. I think his name is Moff Gideon or whatever. Yeah, and that is it. it's sort of like a it's sort of like a lightsaber that only the Mandalorians have ever carried. Um, that was entrusted to them, and right. uh, there's a lot of like lore behind that. It comes from the, the the games, right? The Old Republic. Um, isn't that where it originally came from? Like that part, I don't know. I actually can't answer that. But from a lot of the research I've done, um, it, I know it popped up in the Clone Wars and Rebels right. from watching. And when I saw that, I was like, "Oh, I actually know what that is now." Nice. But those are also the best parts of the Star Wars universe. So Just go, the lore stuff. Go, like go, go watch them. Right. Yeah, um, I liked, well, just one more thing about it. I like kind of how um, I thought his character might die towards the end. I like how it's kind of, it was kind of like Breaking Bad a little bit where he started like when he realized that like the TIE fire was about to go down or whatever. Like he had that same kind of yell whenever, uh, what's his name? The guy in the wheelchair, uh, Hector, yeah, blew him yeah, up Hector. or whatever. His same kind of acting or whatever. Like that kind of reminded me, made me laugh. I can't believe y'all are about to not bring this up and move on to the next thing. What is it? What? Sorry, Steve from Stranger Things, but uh, IG-11 is the best babysitter oh, okay, of all time. Okay, okay. That was great. Okay, uh, let me talk about IG-11. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> IG-11 was badass. That was man. so yes. cool. Like they, they showed that that robot and other things, but like it never showed the full capability of it. Cause well, I saw it on Clone they, Wars. They showed IG 88 and every, and mm-hmm. uh, uh, like the comics and stuff. And he mm-hmm. was in, uh, uh, what was it? Empire. 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 He was, but he was just standing there. Yeah. Like Man, all the other ones. Like when, when he was walking out in that final episode, Dude, I I was just hoping he would smile like the Terminator on the way okay, out. Okay, yeah, that was a Terminator <laughs> 2 moment. Oh, yeah. He even gave a little speech that almost mirrored what Arnold said. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, yeah. But, yeah, it, what was really cool, um, so a lot of the choreography, the action that happened any time that IG-11 was on screen, whenever he was, like, coming flying through on that speeder bike and, oh, like, yeah. took out everybody, because he can move the way that, you know, humans can't right, move. He could, he he could spin. spin around, do, the, did, do did that. Did you guys uh, notice that when he moved, it kind of looked like stop motion? I know it might have been CG. That's but, a good point. I didn't realize that. It, it, it made him, like, stand out. Even though he's a robot, it gave him mm-hmm. a lot more personality right. in his physicality. Yeah, And he, all the practical things that they did with this really made it feel a lot right. more Right. Oh, yes. Like that was that was I like how they're moving. Like I know that the 
the prequels have a bad rap for like being mostly digital, but they're not like they did use model work. Like I've been listening to stuff and they did do that, but you know, for the time they wanted to more push, we're using CGI, but they yeah. did have a lot of model work and a lot of like miniatures and stuff like that in there. But mm-hmm. like, do you think we're going to see anything cool in uh season two? Any references, any people of pop course. up? I think there's going to be a sword fight in season Ahsoka. two. What? I think that uh, would be cool think, if we had Ahsoka. We need live action Ahsoka. I think that might happen, but I think something for the Mandalorian's character, I think he's going to, like, because he's learning a lot of new skills, like, with the jetpack, he's right. going to learn how to use that, like, professionally, but I think he's going to get a sword or some kind of weapon. To, a dark saber, maybe? Maybe, maybe. That'd be cool. Have him duel or Mando. whatever. It's, it's only bound to happen. Yeah, of course. Mando! <laughs> As Apollo Creed would say. I haven't seen him in movies in, like, years. Uh, Carl, Carl Weathers, like, it's been, like, a long time. He was on uh, Arrested Development for a while. That's the last thing I've really seen him do. Yeah, but. not any, like, big, you know, like, big, like, dramatic roles or anything. Like, I don't yeah. know. Yeah, yeah. But, yeah. I really, really liked it. You want to get... Great show. I have a good feeling about this. Now we're going to switch gears and talk about Watchmen. But first, let's take a break to gather our thoughts. All right, so we're going to talk about Watchmen, right? So, um, like me personally, I've never seen it. Um, So I actually... I think I saw like one trailer, things like that, right? I don't even really know what's going on in this series. What's it about? Can you break that down for me? Um, if I were to use like just like one thing to break it down, it would probably be it's mostly about race and stuff like that. Like that's a big overriding theme of like the series, which I know the original was about um, like paranoia and like the war, like the Cold War and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. So um, it's it's mostly just about race. Like it it opens up um, with like Tulsa being attacked. Mm. And um, I didn't actually know that was re- that actually really happened. Yeah. And um, so it does, unlike the original comic, I think it does, like, cover actually real events. But, like, with certain things, it does have a twist on them. But for the most part, a lot of the stuff depicted in the show is real. And it just, I think this is the most appropriate time. So it's like it's taking an old story and updating it for themes of today. Sort of like how the old Iron Man comics would have him in, like, the Vietnam War, whereas like the new movie picked up. You know right. what? That's like actually that. a good point. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, that's a that's a damn good point. Yeah, and okay. like kind of, I guess to branch off that, because um, I know we talked about expectations with like trailers and mm-hmm. just uh, initial thoughts on things. I saw the the trailers and stuff for the Watchmen show, and I was really not impressed. I didn't really. I thought some of the stuff looked really cheap. I just wasn't really sure about it. And I think that once you see the show, you realize that's kind of intentional because mm-hmm. a lot of the people in the show are actually making the suits themselves. So it would make sense. It's not like I love the old Sam Raimi Spider-Man movies, but there is no way on like a high school like budget or even like the money he won from that that you know wrestling match he did that he'd be able to build like a movie quality looking suit just based off that. So I think it's realistic in the way that it portrays costume. Because yeah. uh, even in a comic, when you look at the characters and the suits that they wear, uh, it, that, like if that was translated on the screen, not like the Zack Snyder movie, because that looked exactly. too polished. Uh, if it was done in this HBO show, those costumes would look kind of shitty, mm-hmm. like someone just threw them together. That, that's the point. Like that's the It, it goes into... Um, like, you know, you actually do get to see, like, how the suits are meant to, like, meant to look. And actually, without spoiling too much, 
they do kind of mock the Zack Snyder like Watchmen. Like there's a I know they make like the you know the American Horror Story. They mm-hmm. kind of have like a Mar- American superhero story in there mm-hmm. where they do a dramatized version of like the events in the original Watchmen stuff. Like um, and they have it like it's super bloody and slow mo and everything and everything's just really over the mm-hmm. top and it's kind of a parody on um those kind of things well that sounds like a good way to reintroduce this uh to people now because i I know from talking to fd like he's a big fan of uh you know watchmen and things like that and so he's always trying to get me to read the comics and things like that you know which i never really have so my only real experience so far has been you know with the original Zack snyder film which i don't remember too much of so like Honestly, whenever I think Watchmen, all I really think about is Doctor Manhattan's blue swinging dick. They're actually, and that's, they're, they're, I don't know how much small you, real experience. When you say Watchmen, I just think about a blue penis. Uh, that's that's about Doctor Manhattan actually does make a return in the series, and okay. if, if you like that in the original Watchmen movie, like you're gonna be pleased with this one because like it uh, takes that to the next level. Like it has a oh, like, so we see like an erect blue penis. In no, this it's black manta walking around without oh, pants okay. on, basically. Okay. Yeah. So, but yeah, like a lot of people make fun of it. Like I don't know, there are it His is penis. It, no, not that. no, no, no. They they appreciate that, but um, <laughs> there are a lot of like HBO does have a lot of money, but it is like you do see the limitations. Kind of like talking about like with yeah. Mandalorian, you do see a lot of limitations with some of the special effects. For the most part, it looks great, but then you'll have like certain moments where you're like, uh, like if they had a movie budget, it probably would have looked. Some of these scenes would look more polished. Yeah, is it better than the boys? Uh, that's it's like apples and oranges. You know honestly. what? Yeah, you can't really compare them. Yeah. Mm, okay. Because the boys is like to me when I when I watch the boys, I got like a. Uh, Kind of like a uh, what's the word allegory, right? To uh, like the superhero movies we get now, how everybody's so goody two shoes mm-hmm. and yeah. so perfect, but mm-hmm. it's like a parody of like all of the superhero. It's movies. like a dark mirror type thing. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, but, but with uh, with with Watchmen, it's a st- it's a social statement. Yeah, and I think that um, watching it, uh, I know originally like there's a lot in it where you. You kind of wonder how are these things going to tie in because a lot of the stuff like um, with certain characters kind of like they do without getting too heavy into spoilers because I know you want to finish the series. They do have Ozzy Mandius in there. I know you've yeah, seen yeah. him, Adrian, and he. Um, at first, that seems kind of like a non sequitur. Like, why is this in here? But as you watch it, the more it goes into it, the more like everything just kind of meshes together, and you see like the full picture. It's almost like. It's kind of like with Dr. Manhattan, how like when he, you know, like when he's speaking about the past and present, you're just like, these things don't connect. But then once you see it in like sequence and see it in order, it's like everything makes perfect sense. So is this, is this a reboot or is this tied to like It's a sequel. It's a direct sequel sequel to the the comic. Yeah, Yeah, to the comic. To the comic. Not the the movie. Um, But yeah, Um, I really liked it. I was originally kind of skeptical about it. But I really liked what they did with it. Um, I don't, certain parts of it kind of bugged me. Like, I don't know. Like, Dr. Manhattan looked really good most of the time. But whenever he had, like, the actual, like, irises or yeah. whatever, that kind of bugged me a little bit. Because I'm just like, he's never looked like that in the comics. Like, it's always been the wide out, like... He looked irises. too human, yeah. if that makes sense. Exactly. And it... and. 
the effect wasn't that good to me. So it's kind of threw off like uh like a it set off like a uncanny valley thing in my head. Yeah, and the ball cap like, was weird. Right. Yeah, it's like this ain't right. Like I've heard him being compared to handsome Squidward or whatever. <laughs> you know what? Yeah, that's a good comparison. Yeah. Like for the record, I did really like him. Like I thought that there was no problem with the actor. The actor was great. Like everybody in this show is really good. Um, uh, Jeremy Irons is is amazing. Like oh, I thought yeah. he was great in his role. I was kind of skeptical at first. But then once it got more into it, like I said, like you saw the bigger picture and you're like, no, this guy's amazing. Like I, I liked everything. And at Sister Night, I, I forget what the actress is. Regina, is it Regina King? Regina King. Is that her name? The 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 main actress on there? Yes. Um, yeah. Anyway, like she was really great. Um, I really liked her character. I know originally when I was watching it, you kind of get... I don't know, with certain, like, spinoff shows, um, I don't know if this happens with you, but sometimes you're like, well, these are these characters are all right, but I kind of want to see the original characters. Yeah, 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 yeah. But with this, like, that might have been true at first, but then after a while, I'm like, no, I like these characters. I want to see what they're doing. Like, they sold me on these characters. She was awesome. But yeah, you know who else was awesome? Uh, what's, his, what's his name? Looking Glass? Yeah. Uh, Beer Guy? Oh, yeah, Buster Scruggs. Yeah, he was great. I liked that actor. Um Playing kind of against type, though, because, like, usually he plays, like, comedic roles for the most part, but that was much more of, like, a serious role. Like, I, I don't know. You said episode three, right? Yeah, I got to episode three. So, like... Um, Tim Blake Nelson. Yeah, he was yeah. great. Like, uh, in Buster Scruggs, like, he was great in that, too. But um, I really liked his character. I feel like he was kind of like the Rorschach stand-in. Speaking of Rorschach, like, the whole... I like what they did with the... Um, what did they call it? Like... The Rorschachs, like, did they call, like, I like what they did with that because I think a lot of people, like, idolize, like, Rorschach, and I don't think that's the point of the comic. I think you're supposed to look at him and be like, there's no one in this comic you're supposed to necessarily be like, right. I like this person. Like, his viewpoints in that original book were really extreme and really kind of, like, conservative to the point of, like, being really fanatic, basically, where, like, he even had a problem with Ozymandias because he thought he was, like, maybe gay or something like that. Oh, yeah, yeah, I remember that. He was like, I must investigate further. Yeah, and so, like, I think a lot of people miss the point. Like, speaking of Rorschach, like, I know you're a big fan of Joker, and I think a lot of people probably idolize him, too, which you're not supposed to do, like, the whole point. Like, I think people that idolize these certain characters kind of miss the point of, like, those specific characters, it's like, no, this is, like, this is a bad person. He might be the one who's trying to do maybe the right thing, but the way he's going about it is wrong. Like, that's mainly one of the big themes in the original Watchmen book is, like, a lot of characters in that are trying to do the right thing and what they see in their eyes, but they're all wrong in a way, like, almost like... They, oh, yeah. They're all flawed. Yeah, like, especially um, Adrian, like, he thinks he's doing the right thing by killing all those people, and ultimately, like, that's why that was such a big twist in that book, is because, like, you look at him, and it's like, all these other characters are crazy, but this guy kind of seems like he's got it together. Yeah. Like, he's almost like a Superman-type looking guy, like, he's just like, you know, the ideal kind of thing. But his plan on. did make sense. Yeah. But the way he went about it. Right. And um, I think that, like, with that character in the new Watchmen show, I think that his character was perfect. Some of the things that bothered me, though, is that they didn't, that, again, without spoiling stuff, they did show him when he was younger, but it was, like, him making a message to, like, 
someone in the future. It's supposed to be an 85. Anyway, Jeremy Irons looks exactly the same. I think they just dyed his hair. Like, oh, they did like, that? Yeah, like yellow or whatever. And it was like one of those things where you're like, you know what, show? You're doing so great right now that I'm going to kind of try to overlook this as much as I can. But this is super <laughs> noticeable. Like, yeah. I don't know what they could have done different to, like, change that. But, like, that kind of did bother me when I watched it. I don't know. Like, there are definitely, like, shortcomings to this show, but I think that it should also be praised for, like, all it is doing, like, positively. Like, it... They've tried to make sequels for Watchmen before. Like, they're doing something now in the comics called Doomsday Clock or something like that. Mm -hmm. And I think that it... It's really hard to top that story. I think that um, they did a good job in making at least, like, a worthy sequel. Like, I liked what they did with certain characters, how they did certain twists on certain characters that you might not see coming. Like, um, I know Hooded Justice in there was really great. Like, I really like what they did with his character. Um, yeah, it was just really well done. And I know Lindelof... Um, Kind of has like a hit or miss kind of record with me. Um, I know he did Lost, and I like Lost, but I know a lot of people don't. Uh, a, a big point I want to make about this series before we wrap up this review um, is that the politics in the, sh in the show are unbiased. Because right. they show the 7th Calvary as the, uh, like the alt-right that we have, right. and then everybody else is like the left. But they don't show, they don't, they don't make it a, it's hard to explain, but they don't like... No one's hundred percent the yeah, good guy. Yeah, they make guy. them. Yeah, like it's a it's a balance. Like yeah. these guys are really bad. These guys are really good. But both of you are kind of fucked up in your own way. Yeah, it's like the real world. It's like everybody has their own flaws. No one's a hundred percent right in this. And like it's one of those things where it's like even the heroes are extremely flawed. Like, um, like it going back to the original Watchmen. Mm -hmm. It's like even the here the people you're supposed to look up to are equally as messed up as the villains they fight and stuff like Humanity that. Humanity is flawed, but we must strive to be better. Yeah. <laughs> but but a lot of people uh, are like angry at the show because they don't understand that it's unbiased. They they just see that a side that mirrors them like closely in real life, and they get mad at it because it feels like they're calling them out. But really, it's. You know, it's showing you different angles and different viewpoints of different sized people. And that's also, like, the internet, like, culture as it is, too. Like, nothing can just be, like, in the middle. It has to be extremely one way yep. or extremely the other yep. way. Like, it can never just be balanced. It's, like, it has to be... either you're with us or you're against us. Like, everything has to be, like, hyperbole. Every, everyone has to either hate something or love it, and there's no, like, in between. There there's is no, no dialogue. Room. It's either my way or the highway. Yeah, yeah no one's willing to hear the other person out, basically. If you don't like what I'm saying, then you're wrong. If, like, I, one thing offends me on this show that I'm not even going to listen to the rest of it, it's like you're missing the point. Like, yep. that's not what they're trying to do. That's but one thing we can all agree on is we like seeing blue penis. <laughs> <laughs> Speak for yourself. <laughs> but yeah, um, I really like this show. Um, I really hope they don't do a season two, though. That's my big thing, because without spoiling it too much, the way it ends is perfect. Like kind of like the original Watchmen book, it leaves stuff up in the air to where you can kind of interpret it one way or the other as to what happened. But, like, it's not one of those frustrating things. It's not like The Sopranos where it just cut off mid-sentence, basically. It's like it leaves you with enough to where it's satisfying. Like, you don't look at it and you're just like, oh, like, this is incomplete. Like, I hope they don't do another season because then, like, that could potentially get undone, some of the stuff they did. Well, I don't know what's fact or fiction right now, but they're saying that there might be a season two, 
but it's gonna be a it's gonna turn it into an anthology series. So it's gonna oh. be a whole different set of people I hope going so. through something. So it might not even be the same political story like right. the way they tell it here. It might be a whole different situation going on. And they could bring in bigger like well not I'm not gonna say bigger actors, but like other great actors to come in right. and play a role and maybe bring back some old some old uh, Watchmen characters from the book. That'd be cool because one of the like most of the characters from the original comic did return, but there was maybe one that didn't, which I was kind of left like, like they explained where he was, but like they didn't really like everybody else you saw, but then him is just like, well, I guess that's a dangling thread. Like we never really got to see what their interpretation of this character would be as an older person. Mm. But like I, I liked it. I definitely recommend more people go. I, I mean, I bought a subscription on for like HBO just so I could watch it. Yeah, so like, uh, drop me good. that, bro. Oh yeah, yeah, I got you. But uh, yeah, like it was really good. I know that they're definitely trying to find a thing to fill Game of Thrones now that that's gone. So like, if they're gonna do this as an anthology, like I'm all for that as long as it maintains the same quality. Like I don't want them to go on too long though. At the same time, yeah, because it could overstay its welcome. But it's not Disney Plus though. Yeah. <laughs> But yeah, I really enjoyed, uh, I guess just to wrap it up, um, I really enjoyed talking to you guys about you. these two different shows, and it's been a long time. Hopefully, I'll have you guys back uh, soon. I know that with uh, FD's new setup, it's probably going to be a lot easier, which is going to be great. Um, so yeah, I really enjoyed talking to you guys. If you guys want to sign out. I will gladly come back anytime. I am like the clap. Once you think I'm gone, I'm <laughs> pop back up. I'm really glad to be here tonight with you guys. Uh, thank you for giving us the opportunity to give our input to your show. Oh, so, yeah, sure, you. man. Thanks for the help. No problem. Thank you, sir. It's been an absolute pleasure.